Welcome to a Sunny Side Up Life podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to live an abundant life full of freedom and positivity. I'm Sammy Womack, and I'm on a mission to help you break free from survival mode, gain financial freedom, stay motivated, and focus on what matters most. Join the movement, and let's start living on the brighter side of life together. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode. In today's episode, we are gonna dig into the topic of why your income doesn't necessarily determine your wealth. So let's just jump right in. I have seen this firsthand with my one-on-one coaching clients. Over the years, I have worked with clients with average annual incomes ranging from maybe 30,000 or so per year, all the way up to probably about 600,000 and tons of people in between. And I have found a few of these things that we're going to talk about in today's episode to just to be true, not through any articles, not through what the media says, not through what people on social media say, but through firsthand experience of working one-on-one with real families who are in debt, who have big future savings goals, who are trying to get on track to retirement, who either, most of them either have kids or they want to have kids at some point in the future. Um, So these are real, these are real families. This is not just you know, some news article and you read it and you're like, "Mm, is that really true? We've all seen those. But no, these this is from my firsthand experience with my real clients. Um, So if you're like me or how I used to be, I used to think before I started on this whole debt free journey, and before I became a budgeting coach and all these things, I used to think that, well, we'll just work towards a higher income and all of our problems will be solved. And when I was in college, my goal was like, man, if we could just make 100,000 a year, you know, we'll be set. Like that was just an arbitrary goal that I thought, well, you know, if you make six figures, that's a big deal. Because I didn't know anybody that made that much money at that point in my life. Um, And so that was just kind of an arbitrary goal that I had picked for the longest time, because I was under the impression that you know, the higher income you earn, the more you're just like guaranteed financial success, the more that you're guaranteed to be wealthy, the more that you're guaranteed to be rich and just have a comfortable life. Does a higher income make this more likely to happen? Does it make it easier to happen? Usually, yes. Okay, of course. But it is not the end all be all. And I want to say this kind of for both ends of the spectrum. So whether you are in a lower income earning family, you're average or above average, no matter where you are in the spectrum, there are different takeaways that you can take away from this episode. Okay, so stick with me through this. Um But yeah, I used to think that it would just guarantee me to be wealthy, okay? And maybe you've thought this before too. Maybe you are in the lower end or in the average end and you're like, man, you know, if we could just get up to this amount, we'll just have it set. Yes, if the discipline is there, okay? You can't just 
have a higher income and that just solve all of your problems. There has to be the discipline behind it to do intentional things with it. And I've had so many clients tell me, you know, oh, I thought I got this promotion or I got this raise and I really thought that that would just solve all of our problems and it didn't. Um, Or like for us, you might have heard me talk about we bought a brand new truck before we even got married. It was like a month. It was insane expensive. Um, We were completely upside down on it. Whole long story. But it cost us a ton of money per month. And for the longest time, we kept saying, well, when the truck is paid off, we'll be able to do X. When the truck is paid off, we'll be able to go and do Y, you know, like all these things. And it was always when the truck was paid off, we're going to have this extra money. So maybe you've said something like this too. But the problem was the truck got paid off and we stayed, we basically spent, the truck got paid off in like April and we actually started like our budgeting journey, um, really actually setting up a true budget in October because I thought for the longest time when the truck was paid off, all of our problems will be solved. That's why we were broke, which of course, yes, did it, was it a huge waste of money? Was it a, did it, was it a huge expense? Yes. But May rolls around, I was supposed to have all this extra money. My All of my problems were supposed to be solved. And guess what? They weren't. Because there was no budget there. There was no discipline there. June comes along. Same thing. July comes along. Same thing. You know. And so I did this. Six months. I was like, where's this extra money? I was supposed to have all this extra money. You know, as soon as the truck was paid off, it was supposed to solve all of my problems. We were going to have all this extra money and it just didn't do it. And so six months of me basically beating my head against a wall and thinking, where is our extra money? It's because I wasn't doing a budget. So I set up a budget and I found that extra money, which is exactly what happens for my coaching clients. They're like, you know, I got this raise. It was supposed to help. It didn't. We paid off this debt. We were supposed to free up this extra money per month. It didn't help. Which equates to just because you have a higher income or just because you have more freed up money doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're going to do something smart with it or necessarily guarantee that it's helping you build true wealth. Okay. And the definition of wealth, wealth building is not having a higher income. It's not being able to spend more. It is actually your net worth. It is true wealth building. Okay, so your net worth, by definition, is your assets minus your liabilities. So your assets are all the things you owe, all the things you own, right? So that is like the resale value of your house, the resale value of all of your cars. You know, if you have a boat, if you have an RV, if you have a four-wheeler, if you have a motorcycle, Um, you know, you have expensive, you know, jewelry or furniture or things like that. Resale value of all of your expensive stuff. And even if you owe debt on them, it doesn't matter. Okay, your car, if you sold it today, you could get 20,000. Do you still owe 17? Sure, it doesn't matter. The asset, the 
value of your car is still 20,000. So you get to count it on the asset side. But then again, on your liability side, you have to count that you still owe 17. Does that make sense? The math comes out to, hey, 3,000 towards the growth of your net worth. Okay, so on your asset side, you write down everything that you own, the resale value of everything, um, the cash out value right now of all your investments, your retirement account, um, any cash that you have, any savings that you have, it all gets to count on your asset side. And then on your liability side, do you have any debt on any of these things? Do you have debt on your house, on your cars, on your boat, your camper, um, credit card debt, medical debt, student loans, anything like that? That all has to count on your liability side. You do the math, that determines what your net worth is. So ours is about 360-ish thousand right now. This is the equity we have on our land. Yes, we do have debt on it, but it's worth more than we owe on it. So we do have some equity. Um, it's the resale value of all of our vehicles. It's the cash out value of our retirement accounts and our other investment accounts. It's cash savings. It's That's all of our net worth that comes out to equal about 360,000, which you might see me share this on Facebook and Instagram and share my chart sometimes and usually share that breakdown with you guys. So that is what true wealth is, is building that number. Okay. It's how much money you keep. It's how much money is in your investments. It's how much equity is in your house and your vehicles. That is what helps build true wealth. So if you have you know, if you if you make $500,000 a year, but yet you spend $500,000 a year, you don't invest anything, you know, you're not chipping away at your debt, you're not growing your wealth, you're spending everything or worse, you're spending more than you make, which is actually super, super common. But then again, on the other side of that, you have an average family income, you know, 30 to 80,000 or so is about average. I think the national average is like 60,000. So, you know, um, but you know, you have average somewhere in there, 30 to 80,000, you could, they could easily have a higher net worth than someone that makes five or 600,000. I've seen it firsthand and I'm not like, I, I don't mean to shame people on one side of the spectrum or the other. That's not the goal of this. The goal of this is to show you that, you know, the difference. Okay. So no shame. Like you can always change your situation. We've all been there. We've, you know, no shame at all. But someone that has an average income could very easily have a hundred thousand dollar net worth. And I've seen this firsthand. I've seen it add up. They, they have a little bit of equity in their house. You know, maybe they have like 20 or 30,000 equity in their house. Maybe they have like 10,000 equity in a car, 10,000 equity in a second car, you know, something like that. And then they have like 20 to 50,000 in retirement. You know, that adds up very quickly. And here we are, like they have a $100,000 net worth. And it's so possible where I've seen higher income earning families where they could just as easily have a negative net worth. You know, a lot of times if you have a higher, not not all the time, I'm speaking 
generally. Um, I know this isn't the case for everyone, disclaimer. (laughs) But a lot of times, if you have a higher income earning job, usually it's attached to higher student loans. You know, um, so doctors, um, engineers, I've seen this firsthand with clients. They do have a higher income coming in, but they also have a boatload of student loans that came along with them able to, with them being able to have those careers. So just because you're a higher income earning family, you know, maybe you make 200,000 a year um and you have a boatload of student loans, you have a car loan or two, you have some credit cards, you know, your net worth could very easily be in the negative even though you are an above average earning income family. So The point is, is that whichever side of the spectrum you're on, don't just assume that you're doing well financially because your income is high. So this was me back in the day. Um, You know, our income was probably maybe 80, 90,000 per year when we first started our debt-free journey. Um, And I thought, hey, I mean, you know, we're above average, especially for our area that we live in. That's well above average for where we live. It's a little above the national average. You know, I felt like we were doing really great because our income was higher. But in truth, we were more broke than we had ever been because we were spending more than we were making. We weren't investing for retirement. We were buried in consumer debt. You know, so I assumed that we were doing well because I associated our wealth, I'm doing air quotes, our wealth with our income, and it was just not the case. So whichever side of the spectrum you're on, don't just assume you're doing well financially because your income is high, okay? Take a good hard look at your spending habits. Are you actually spending more than you make? You know, um, actually go and add up your net worth, you know, you could still have a negative net worth just because you make over 100000 a year doesn't necessarily mean that you can assume that you're building true wealth. On the other side of that, don't just assume that you're doing bad because you have an average or lower than average income family. Okay, that's not the case always. With our average or lower than average incomes, A lot of the times I see them building wealth because they take it slow and with slow and steady investing. You know, they're chipping away a couple couple hundred dollars a month towards retirement. Um, They're living slightly below their means. So they're, you know, adding up in their emergency fund. They're like, man, I can only put $100 in my emergency fund. Sometimes that's better than what this person over here is doing. Not that it matters, not that we should really compare ourselves to others, but just to give you an idea of, Slow and steady investing will win the race. Living slightly below your means with your spending will add up. Being able to throw $100 a month in an emergency fund, it adds up. And that's actually a pretty good accomplishment. Choosing a car that's $10,000 cheaper than this other one that you kind of maybe wanted a little more will pay off because you're in $10,000 less of debt you know, your resale value, you're not going to be upside down on your car is likely, you know, those kind of decisions, they add up. And that is what helps you build true wealth. So whichever side of the spectrum you're on, if you're a lower income or average income, don't just assume that you're doing 
badly <laughs> at building wealth because you have a lower income, okay? Um, and if you have a higher income, don't just assume that everything will be fine. Everything will work itself out. We'll just make more money, okay? No matter where you are on the spectrum, take a good hard look at your spending habits. Make sure that you are spending less than you earn. Make sure that if you have debt that you are chipping away at it. Make sure that you are investing for retirement to build true wealth. Work on your net worth. Figure out what your assets are. Figure out what your liabilities are. Figure out what your net worth is and go from there and get a true view of are you building wealth or not, okay? And don't just assume that it stops and starts with whatever your income is, all right? Okay, so that was my little spiel on that. Um, yeah, I hope that that helps you. I hope that that just fires you up a little bit, no matter which side of the conversation you are on. Um, of course, you know, if you guys ever want me to help you dig into things like this, go way more into detail. Instead of spending 15 minutes, we spend 12 weeks together. You guys know that I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I have a waiting list that is always open. So you can always go and get on the waiting list. You'll get emails anytime I have spots open up. Um, I usually try to keep it capped at about 20 clients. So anytime I have spots open up, I will send the waiting list an email. You guys will get first dibs. So there will be a link in the in the show notes, in the description of this episode where you can get on the waiting list for the one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, and that's pretty much it for me this week. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye guys. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a Sunny Side Up Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message. If you haven't already, please leave a review and subscribe. Reviews and subscribers are what help the podcast grow and what help new ladies find our community. And again, thanks for hitting play on this episode and for investing some time in yourself today. Remember that I'm always here to support you and I'm always cheering you on along the way. Don't forget that everything that we mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. All right, that's all for me this week. Bye, guys.